Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Can we honor our senior pastors, Chantel, Pastor Chantel. Pastor John is ministering away this weekend. But we are here. What an incredible sense of God's presence. And if you're watching online, this word is gonna be exactly what's needed because at this climate, what's happening in our world, what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening post-pandemic, what's, people are looking for confident individuals that will keep moving forward regardless of circumstance. The world are actually looking for that. And if anybody should have that godly confidence, it's you and I. So I'm gonna start, just I'm gonna pray for you in a moment, but I'm gonna start by reading our key text. We're doing a series at the minute, aren't we? Pastor John's word for the year is arise. And so this is our text. We're gonna keep standing in honor of God's word. Isaiah 61 two. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Say, that's me. It's risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and His glory shall be seen upon you. If we are truly to arise and shine our light, we need confidence to do that. So this message is arise in confidence. Who needs a bit more confidence, a bit more godly confidence at this stage in our lives, at this point in history? I wanna pray for you. Maybe put your hand on your heart because that's where all our issues come from. That's the bit that needs to be changed first. That's the bit that the Word of God can speak to and change. God, we open up our hearts right now. I pray that you'd bring peace to those that are in turmoil. You'd bring comfort to those who are mourning. You'd bring strength to those who are weak. You would open our, the eyes of our heart, the ears of our heart, that we may see your word and hear your voice. I thank you, it says in your word that it, this Bible is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, sharper than any weapon. It's our weapon and it's what we use right now to discern the thoughts and intents of our heart. Bring clarity, bring conviction, bring each one of us closer to you as we rise in godly confidence. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can take your seats, wonderful people. Steve and I have the privilege of, of coaching and helping some pastors and leaders across the UK. And we found a common pattern recently where a lot of great godly people feeling like they've, they've lost their confidence and they're needing the encouragement. And this, this current season, you know, when we're watching on our screens with all that's happening in Ukraine, with all, all the, the turmoil, the tragedy, and, and we're looking to God, but sometimes it can shake our confidence in our future and what's going on. And, and yes, we know we've got godly confidence and we need to rise up stronger than ever before, but how many know that we often default 
to our own capabilities or lack thereof. Does anyone like me with that? I remember my first job as a pastor as a, um, over in Australia in 2004, and my, my role was to help organize sisterhood. And this hot Thursday morning, I was pregnant with Mercy at the time, and there were hundreds of women gathering, and I'm sat on the front row. I'd been in a hurry. I'd dropped Melody to school. She was little at the time. I'd skip breakfast. Pastor Bobby is talking about trying to rally the girls to make a difference, you know, humanitarian cause around the world and the plight of women. And she's reading an excerpt from a book about female mutilation. It was pretty graphic and, and I, it, it was stirring people's hearts and tears, but it actually, for me, I started to feel sick. I started to feel the room spinning. I started to feel everything go quiet. Does anyone know that feeling? And then all of a sudden, I fully pass out. Like, can I just set the context of this? So when you're new in any job, you can sometimes lack a bit of confidence, right? Because you, you fall into that trap of comparison. Is anyone like me? Anyone like that online? You, you, you com you're competing, you're comparing a little bit. You're not really competing, but you're, you're feeling not good enough. And, and here I was with these amazing women that were really brilliant at what they did and looked like they were managing ministry and family and, and preachers that I'd admired. And, and so here I am on the front row with them, and then the next minute, I'm passed out. Now, they told me afterwards, like I'm completely flaked out, my colleague Donna Crouch next to me, and they told me afterwards, I'm actually snorting. I'm, I, and they have to get one person under each arm and carry me out, and I'm absolutely mortified. You know when you, that, that thing of, you just want the ground to swallow you up? I literally did, but and I told them afterwards, I hadn't told anyone I was pregnant at the time, um, and it actually became a bit, of a, a bit of a joke, and of course they were gracious and lovely about it, but for me, I allowed it to steal my confidence, and I actually start, I hid behind the fact that I was pregnant and deferred to others. You know, skip forward 17 years, I had another moment just before Christmas, where I felt like my confidence as a mum was shaken. Now, I hadn't experienced this since I'd had little babies, and you're kind of like, whoa, okay, what do I do now? But my girls are older now. I've got a 22-year-old. He's coming back two weeks tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Melody's coming. And I've got a 17-year-old. And, and, and so they're, they're strong, they're confident, they're, you know, they, they get to the stage where they, they, they know what they want, they've got their opinions and their strengths and their own calling and their own. And you know when they don't need you quite so much? How many mums have been there? And, and it can shake your, uh, your voice as a mum. And, I, and I, I started to lose confidence and I was holding back and not saying some of the things that maybe I should. And Steve said, Rach, you're losing, don't lose your voice. Don't cast away your confidence because your role as a mum is the most important right now. It just looks different and it sounds different. For you, it might be confidence in a situation, something that has happened, that has rocked you. Everyone, you know, in changing circumstances, it's when our confidence is rocked the most. Change challenges our confidence. And I love this scripture. I'm sure you love it too. Hebrews 10.35, and I've quoted it so many times in my life. Therefore, now therefore is there for a reason. That means there's something that's been said before that was important. 
And this scripture on confidence is actually, beforehand, the writer to the Hebrews is talking all about faith. And then after this, you've got the famous Hebrews 11 scripture all about faith. And right in the middle is this scripture on confidence. Because how many know if we're truly to live in faith and rise up as people of faith, the Bible says faith without works is dead, we need the confidence to step into it. We need the confidence to action. So here's our text. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. In the Passion, it says, do not cast away your bold, courageous faith. See, godly confidence and faith work hand in hand. In order to action what God has called us to do, we need the confidence. You know, confidence is often grown outside of our comfort zone. And some of you might feel like this week even, you know, I I found that confidence, whether young or whether you're old, it affects everyone. Has anyone lost their confidence this week? In fact, how confident do you feel? Like naught to 10. How many would be feeling online? You might want to pop a number in the chat. Maybe just hold up a number. You're feeling a four because you're out of your comfort zone. You're feeling a 10. Everything's pretty good at the minute. Um, Okay, we've got some tens. Oh, we've got a two. We've got a five. We've got a seven. Okay. And wherever you are in your confidence, God wants you to grow in your ability to place your confidence in Him. Because the problem is, the Scripture says we cast it away. So no one can actually steal your confidence. We don't actually lose it. We choose to cast it away. And so some of the things that cause us to cast away might be when you experience loss or disappointment or sickness or when your latest project or endeavor doesn't work out, when an opportunity or door closes, when something fails, when a relationship ends, when there's no one around encouraging you or believing in you. Those social media likes aren't what they once were. Maybe our relationship with God has drifted. Find when you're not as close to God, it can affect your confidence. Another thing can be fear. And fear is creeping into many hearts at the minute. Proverbs 29, 25 says, fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, you'll be seated in a high place. That, that word seated, it means you have authority, it means royalty, it means resting, it means everything's gonna be okay. When you place your confidence, wait, don't misplace it. In, in Psalm 118, it said, it's better to trust the Lord than to place confidence in man or women. We have great parents, husbands, wives, bosses, pastors, leaders, colleagues, friends, children, but they will all let us down. At some point, we need to keep our confidence firmly placed in Him. And if we lack confidence, we actually cause those around us not to have confidence in us. So confidence is contagious. So are you ready to have some more confidence? I'm going to share with you a confidence kit. This is something that's been tried and tested over the years that I've found has made a massive difference. And I've found with confidence, it's not a one-off. It's like you don't get it and move on. We have to keep digging deep to the what's important, to the essentials. 
And so are you ready for a confidence kit? I hope you're taking some notes online in the room. Grab some notes because these are going to really help you. They all start with C, so it's helpful. And you'll remember it regardless of circumstance. We're going to be confident individuals moving forward in this season, bringing hope and bringing strength as the church of Jesus Christ and as individuals. Yeah, come on. If we're going to clap, let's really clap. We've got what it takes because our God has what it takes. And you might be sitting there saying, Rachel, it's it's good for you. You've got the personality or confident or whatever. We all have different personalities, but we all have the same God. We have the same spirit within us. So are you ready? Here's your confidence kit. First of all, confidence in your calling. This has always been a rock solid assurance for me. I talk about calling a lot. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when I spoke on fulfillment. And and calling is something that we're all saved and called, but you've been designed specifically to do something on this planet to make a difference. Use your your gifts and your abilities. Now Hebrews 10, 35, our, our key text says, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. After you have done the will of God. So the will of God and His calling is connected with our confidence. And God has promised reward and promised when we step into His will, He gives us the confidence that we need to fulfill what He's called us to do. Some of you need to stir up that sense of calling because every one of us are called for something unique. In February 2016, and I've shared this with some of you before, I was at a stage in my life where I was questioning my calling and the the, the future seemed a bit uncertain. And I remember one particular sunny Sunday afternoon in Brisbane, out walking around the park, my family had gone out and I was talking to God as I often do pouring out my heart and I was saying, God, what is, what? I just was doubting that he called me to build his church and to, to communicate and to love people. And I knew that I could still love people, but I didn't have the confidence to do some of these things that I felt I was then stepping into doing. And I felt literally, now some of you might not understand this if you're new to church, but I literally felt the Holy Spirit walking beside me. Now the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being our helper. In the Greek, it's called the paraclete, the one who comes alongside. And I was walking, it must be just because I really felt desperate that day. I literally felt him walk along beside me and show me my life, like a flashback from when I was a preschooler to when I was in school, to the uni days, to the, 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 um, the date when I married Steve, that was a good one, to, to um, I, I led worship in our church here for about 10 years in the 20s. 20s, 30s, we moved to Australia and go to Bible college, we're pastoring 30s and 40s, Um, all of the experiences, the good, the bad, the losses, the people, the input, And, and, and I saw a pattern emerge that God was saying, Rach, I've prepared you. This second half of your life, however long it is, I've prepared you to preach my word and to help people and to love them, whether you're on a platform or one-on-one. And I've put, and I was reminded of Isaiah chapter six because I've been reading it. This is when God calls the prophet Isaiah. And he says, who will go? And Isaiah feels like, 
He's unclean, he feels not good enough, he's, he's insecure, and yet the angel takes a coal and touches his lips, and Isaiah responds and says, here I am, send me. I got back into my house, and I fell on my knees in my living room. And I remember it so clearly like it was yesterday, and I said, God, here I am, send me. I don't feel capable, but I'm willing. And I, I, I kind of felt like he was commissioning me again. And I remember through tears, and God, I surrender finance, I surrender role, I surrender future, I surrender my kids, I surrender my ideas. And some of you might be at that point right now because things are looking different to what you expected. You're maybe not where you thought you were, and God wants to redefine what he's doing in your life. And if you were to look back at the reels in your life, like we see the reels on Insta, if you were to look back all of the highs, the lows, the experiences, the loves, the, the pain that can become purpose, the mess that can become your message. You see, your relationship to God is different to mine. Your calling looks different to mine, but it's equally important because what's important to you is important to our God. And what's important to God, I know it's important to you. And so stir up that sense of calling, don't cast away your confidence. Step into the will of God for your life. I read a book, Find Your Voice by Cecilla Muscan, and she says, God invites us to live at the intersection of his call and our willingness to act on that invitation. It's something that keeps going throughout our lives. He calls again, because it looks different in changing seasons. Our willingness to accept. He calls again, our willingness to accept. Times of loss, times of disappointment, times of uncertainty, he calls again, and our willingness to accept. Stop playing it safe. We've got good at being safe, haven't we? Some of you need to step out as God gives more confidence. We've been so programmed to say, don't get your hopes up. You know, when we, 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 as we grew up, sometimes parents or different people would say, don't get your hopes up, you know, just in case. Some of you need to get your hopes up. Yeah, on. Online, you need to get your hopes up. You actually need to get your hopes up. In, in Hebrews as well, the writer is saying in Hebrews chapter 6, 19, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It's not airy-fairy, it's firm. It's reliable, it's a rock-solid assurance that no matter what, he's gonna equip you to fulfill that calling. He's gonna bring the right people across your path, the right finances across your path. He's gonna open the right doors and shut the right doors. You're gonna be able to remind yourself with absolute conviction, I know I'm called by God. I'm born for greatness. Circumstances may change. I may change. God on his call on my life does not change. When my soul is frustrated with life, I will remind myself I am called by God and every detail of my life is working together for good. 
I'll say to myself, no matter what, I'll never give up. Whatever comes my way, I'll stand. If I don't succeed, I'll try again. If I'm criticized, I'll rise above it. And if I get opportunity, I'll say yes. And I'll step into it with his enabling and anointing. If I don't, I won't take it personally, but I will continue to trust, prepare, keep arising, keep moving forward in his will for my life. So first of all, confidence in your calling. That's the most important and it's the foundation. Secondly, for your confidence kit, are you ready? Confidence in your creator. Our confidence has to be in the God who made us in his image. He made us to rule and to lead. He made us creatively. He made us uniquely. He made us your fingerprint and your DNA is different to anybody else. It's unique to you, your gifts, your abilities, your personality. You know, some of you need to like yourself before you can be yourself. God created you perfectly. Psalm 139, verse 13. It says, you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside. You wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you for making me so mysteriously complex. Pause. Just turn to someone and say, you're mysteriously complex. (laughs) Give them a little nudge. You're mysteriously complex. (laughs) I could see some of you enjoying that a little bit too much. Online, you're mysteriously complex. Good complex. It says, you saw who you created me to be before I even became me. Every single moment of my life, verse 16, you are thinking of me. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on the shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. If God went to all the trouble of designing and shaping and making us, why do we say we're not good enough? Why do we say, I haven't got what it takes? I know it's our human nature, but actually it's rude. (laughs) My mentor, Margaret Stunt, said that to me on a number of occasions. Rachel, that's just rude. You're you're saying to God, he didn't do a good enough job. He created everybody else well, but he made a mistake with you. No. He's given you exactly what you need. (laughs) Steve and I have worked something out about British culture. We can say it because we're British. Since we come back from Australia, that um, Brits are generally, us Brits, are much more confident when speaking negatively about ourselves and about other people than we are positively. Confidence is speaking positively about ourselves or other people. Isn't that weird that we're more confident in saying all the negatives? Let that change. We're the ones that are changing com- confidently, changing culture. So a little exercise, I'm teaching a course called Find Your Voice for Women. 
And, and it's just helping them find their calling and their zone, their tone, their thing, their strength. And what we're finding is it's not something that they've got to look for or strive for that's out there somewhere, but it's actually something that's deep down and it's been there all along. It just needs some help to draw it out. So pretend we're all finding our voice moment. I want you to think about at least three things that you are good at. Three things that God has, three characteristics or adjectives that describe you. Now, if you've got notes in front of you, just start jotting some of them down. I remember how I had to do this exercise once a few years back and I got stuck after a while and I asked Steve to give me some and asked some friends. But think about three. You know, it might be you're empathetic. It might be you're practical. It might be you're good with people. It might be you're organized. It might be you're loving. It might be you're a prayer warrior. It might be whatever it is. Now, okay, now I'm gonna take this a step further. I want you to tell someone beside you one thing that you're good at. Come on, you can do it, you can do it. Okay, you gotta, you gotta speak confidently, positively. Tell them something, a strength that you have. Tell them a strength, that's it. Tell them a strength, tell them what you're good at. Confidently, rise up in strength. That's it, good, good, good job, good job, good job. Online too. Jot those things down that you're good at. Okay, look at me, look at me. Forwards. Remind yourself, it's easier to be confident with what's positive when we stay close to our Creator. We need to stay in constant union with Him. Romans 15, 17 in the Passion Paraphrase says, now then, it is through my union with Jesus Christ that I enjoy an enthusiasm and a confidence in my ministry for God. Be confident in your Creator. First of all, in your calling. Secondly, your Creator. Are you ready for your third part of your confidence kit? Okay, this is gonna be something you take with you. It's gonna be more important than a first aid kit, more important than any survival kit. Number three, confidence in crisis. We need that now, don't we? One of the characters in the Bible, she didn't doubt her ability. She rose with great confidence in crisis. She was a mother, she was a warrior, she was a prophet. Her name's Deborah. The Israelites are facing war. From the dominant wicked King Jabin and his commander, ruthless commander, Sisera, God's people are doubting God. Some of them are turning away. They're panicking. They're fear-driven. They're turning to some false gods. And they need someone to rise up with confidence. Just aside, John Maxwell, brilliant leader himself, says, when the leader lacks confidence, the followers lack commitment. Right now, God is raising up individuals to be confident to lead others with commitment and strength into the future. Wait, it's not just the girls I'm talking to, the men rose up too, so listen. Judges 5, 7, village life had ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose. She arose a mother in Israel. Certainly normal village life ceased in Ukraine the surrounding countries. And what we see in our TV screens can be 
really disconcerting at the very least. And it can shake our confidence in village life, even normal life that's now a new normal imposed on us post-pandemic. We need Deborah's to arise. And it, she actually got the leader of Israelite army, his name is Barak. And she said to him, has not the Lord commanded you in verse six, go take 10,000 men against Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak says, I won't go unless you come with me. And so they go together and Deborah arose in verse nine and she went with Barak to Kadesh which is where they were fighting. In verse 14, Deborah says to Barak, up, arise. For this is the day that the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? And on that day, God worked a mighty, victorious miracle for the people of God because Deborah and Barak arose together in godly confidence. And after that, it actually, they defeated the enemy and there was peace in the land for 40 years. Now, God is looking for modern day. I'm gonna come down because I need you to get this. Some modern day Deborahs that you're gonna say, come on. When, when, when we hit a difficult time, a crisis, you're not gonna cower back, you're gonna say, and, and a friend, and someone's going through a difficult time, come on, hasn't God done this before? Hasn't, hasn't he promised? When you're going through a, a time of crisis, the barracks will rise up and they'll say, come on, sister, come on, come with me, let's go together. Together we can do this. It's time to rise up in 40 years of marriage. You're amazing. Keep rising up in that godly confidence. Keep being the Deborahs. There's Deborah, this actual Deborah here. Keep rising up, Deborah, and be the strength to that man you've got, that Kevin, he's amazing. You've got what it takes. And I know some of you have gone through some pain. Oh, Elizabeth, sweetheart. Sorry for your loss. You've gone through pain. I'm sorry, you've lost your mum. We love Angie. We love her. She was in this church for many years and would always encourage me, always send me a birthday card and a Christmas card. And some of you, even though you experience loss, know that God is with you in crisis. Crisis makes us more Christ-like and I know you're a godly woman. I pray that you'll feel his comfort and his peace, both of you and the family, and Sandy too, losing your dad this week. May you feel the comfort and the strength that you need. And for everyone of us that are going through challenge in crisis, he gives our hearts rest. Yes, we encourage each other and say, come on, up, 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 arise. But there's times when we just need to be at peace. In Proverbs 3, in the Passion Paraphrase, it says, because God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. Some of you have been having trouble sleeping and you're restless and you're working through all the scenarios and God is saying, be at peace. 
Be still and know that I am God. My hubby Steve wrote, actually prayed this prayer, uh, a psalm at our war room prayer meeting this Wednesday. And I feel like it's really apt at this time when we're praying for everything that's going on in our world in Ukraine. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and ever-present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. He makes wars cease till the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Our God has the last say. We can have confidence in crisis. Know that all things, all things, all things work together for good. Think to yourself in a crisis, what's working together for good? And at the time you can think, what the heck is good out of this? God always works it together for good to those who love him, called according to his purpose. Winston Churchill said, never waste a good crisis. Think about what can I gain and what can I become more Christ-like? So first of all, confidence in your calling. Second, confidence in your creator. Thirdly, confidence in crisis. And fourthly, confidence in completion, in his completion. And if the, the band could come up, the worship team, ready to sing. This is incredible. Listen to this. Philippians 1 verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can be confident knowing that what he started in you, he will be faithful to complete. Some of us start things and we're not so good at finishing. Some of us feel we're not the completed article, but it takes the pressure off because he's the one who completes. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He's the one that said when he hung on a cross for you online, for each one of us in the room. He saw all of our history. He saw all of our future, all the pain, all the sorrow, all the doubt, all the fear. He took it all on him. And he said, it is finished. He's the great completer. Colossians 2.10 says, we are complete in him. The head of all principality and power. A person won't complete you. A spouse won't complete you. Having a baby won't complete you. Doing a job won't complete you. There's nothing on this earth that can complete you. Like knowing that God is faithful to do that. Completion of a house is when you get handed the keys, right? Ownership. He has ownership but he's given you the keys to outwork, equipping you, confident that he's gonna complete it. So in 2022, when there's challenge and change, 
rise up in confidence like never before and give rock solid assurance to society and friends and family around us. And get up this week and say to yourself, I'm called. Look yourself in the mirror and say, my Creator made me this way. When you hit a crisis saying, what, is, um, what am I learning? God, I wanna be more Christ-like. Work this together for good. Say to the people around you, come on, up. Come on, rise up. Come on, hasn't God done this before? Let's do this together. And then lastly, be confident that He will complete the good work He started in you. Can you put your notes down? I wanna stand together and sing a song. I wanna pray for each and every one of you for God, given confidence. He's ready for some more confidence. I'm ready for some more confidence. Do you know, some of you heard my moment where I talked about calling and I'm on my knees. And I'm, you're, you're, you're hearing that and you're saying, oh, I need a fresh sense of calling. I'm like, I doubt my calling, I doubt myself. I don't know if I've got what it takes. And you know in your heart of hearts that you need to be confident in articulating that and stepping into it. He says, I wanna know who you, who you are. Come on, just stick your hand up. You need confidence in your calling that God is getting you to step out and to do something, who you are, your DNA. That's it, thanks for your honesty. Keep your hand up. Uh, there's some of you as well, you need to be confident in the way you were made. You need to be confident in your Creator. Some of you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. Some of you second guess yourself and doubt yourself. You need to be confident in the way He's made you. If that's you, put your hand up. You need to be confident in your, your identity needs to go to another level. Identity in Him, come on, hands up all over. And thirdly, maybe you need confidence in your crisis. You're experiencing a crisis right now and you need His peace. And you need confidence to make decisions, to act on what's needed and you need wisdom. And so right now, for any of those, put your hands up. You need confidence that He's gonna finish what He started. Right now, Lord Jesus, I pray that You would give confidence, You would give strength, oh God, that every single person would ignite a strong sense of purpose and calling that You've made us uniquely, oh God. We surrender every part of it, every part of our pain, every part of our experience. We give it all to You and we ask that You would make something beautiful of it. Oh Lord, I pray You'd give us confidence to be who You made us to be and use those gifts. Give us confidence in the middle of crisis that You are with us. And we're gonna sing together right now. You are with me. We're never alone and I have confidence You go before me. I will never walk alone. Let's lift our hands as we sing together. Some of you have been shrinking back. You've been a bit fearful and you've been pulling back. I just felt God say, Rach, tell them to step forward. I'm gonna back them. He's got you back. I remember experiencing that a few years back. I couldn't even be in the foyer and talk to people because of something that was going on inside, lack of confidence. Don't shrink back from fear. Now your God is with you, you hold your shoulders back, you look people in the eye, you look the enemy in the eye, you keep moving forwards. He's with you, He's for you. And can I just encourage each and every one to look in your heart and say, where's my relationship with God right now?
Because the only way you're gonna know online and in the room, godly confidence is knowing the one that gives confidence, the one that created you, the one that loves you with a never ending love, that wants you to come just as you are, that wants you to confidently say, yes, I need Jesus in my life. You see that naturally speaking, every single one of us are born wanting to go our own way. One of the first things we learn to say is no. And there comes a point in our lives where going our own way just doesn't work because we need fulfillment and we need help and we need confidence and we need strength and we need the way, we need the truth, we need the life, we need meaning, we need purpose. And the only way we can find that is knowing the God that holds the universe, but His Son that wants to hold your hand and literally do life with you. And it just means, you know, you might have come with a friend, you might be watching online and you're in your living room right now. You might have been coming for a long time and you've never actually prayed, confidently prayed a prayer to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I wanna confidently know my sins are forgiven. I wanna confidently know that I am, have purpose and meaning in my life. I wanna confidently know that I can pray to you. I wanna confidently know that there's, there's a hope for my future. I wanna confidently know that when I die, I go to heaven. If you want that reassurance, maybe you're coming to God for the first time today, or maybe you've walked away and you've been disappointed and you've got disillusioned and you might have even felt people or God has let you down, but He's saying, come to me now. You who are weary, disappointed, burdened, I'll give you rest. Can I ask that every head be bowed, every eye closed, just to give some, some privacy, but look in your heart. A lot of you today are gonna say yes the first time or you're coming back to God and you're saying yes to relationship with Jesus. I believe there's couples coming together today, there's students coming, there's older people, there's younger people and there's some of you that are recommitting your life to God. After three, I want you to raise your hand because I wanna know who to include in this prayer and we're gonna pray this prayer together as a big church family. So after, after three, all across this room, side to side, after three or online, in the room, raise your hand after three. One, two, three, that's it. Shoot it up, shoot it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, come on, raise, raise it high enough. Can be confident, confident. Shoot that hand in the air, thank you, thank you. Oh, there's so many hands, thank you, sweetheart. That's it, you confidently stick that hand in the air. Like you just don't care. In fact, you do care and God cares. Those of you that raised your hand, say this prayer with our whole congregation after me. Maybe you wanna put your hand on your heart. Say it with every ounce of effort and meaning that you can muster. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank You for dying for me, to forgive me of all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life Help me by the power of Your Holy Spirit to trust and live for You. In Jesus' Name, Amen.
And Jesus, I pray for everyone that prayed that prayer for the first time or coming back to You. I thank You, Lord, that You're wrapping Your arms of love around them right now and You promise they will never walk alone, that You will always be with them, You will never leave them and You're preparing a place for them in heaven. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Can we applaud those that have responded again? Thank You. So we ask that You raised your hand and you confidently did, a lot of you and some of our team might have had a little peek and seen your hand because we wanna make sure you get a gift on the way out, but maybe they didn't see you because it's quite dark in here or maybe you prayed the prayer but you didn't raise your hand and we would love to give you a Bible. So confidently go to one of the team and say, hey, I prayed that prayer, even if you already have one. It's a beautifully illustrated Bible that will help commemorate the occasion where you said yes to Jesus and you're confidently gonna move forward with your life. Confidence in yourself, confidence with those around you because you know that you know that you know you're a child of God. So make sure you grab that and give us your details if you can because Steve and I and some of our team would love to be in contact in the week and let you know about Alpha and various things coming up. Just cheer you on in your decision. So keep confident, you've got this. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.